0: Hello and welcome to the Professional Horror Podcast, the only podcast How unprofessional! <sighs> I'm. Yep, that's us. We're the Professional Horror Podcast. What's up, guys? And I am joined this this episode by my good buddy Sean Hogan. Sean, how are you doing tonight? I'm
1: doing good, Chris. Interestingly enough, you didn't introduce yourself. Nope, didn't and you do messed that. Up the title of your podcast.
0: Didn't do that.
1: Professional my ass.
0: Hey, it's the professional is in quotation marks. They're really the professional for our podcast.
1: Yeah, I love how you did air quotes on a podcast. Yeah, they
0: can totally see that. This yeah, is how this can, is how podcasts work.
1: There. Those were like for deaf people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <what? laughs> I scratch uh, We're out scr- to a <laughs> <I> scr- <laughs> great start. I scratched the microphone with my two fingers so that maybe you could feel the vibrations and then i said something very stupid <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're off to a fantastic start to this episode i am your host chris donovan well could,
1: you could even say chris yeah here's a segue for you. you could even say that that intro was so bad that it was good
0: oh wow being topical it's almost like we planned this the whole time
1: <laughs> he just nodded with a grimace on his face <laughs>
0: <laughs> so anyway Ah, uh, this will be a a section of the podcast because as much as we all love good horror movies, let's be real. Some of the most fun experiences you can have watching a movie are movies that are so bad, they're actually amazing. So, we're going to have a section of this podcast called It's Good to Be Bad. And that these episodes will feature myself and, of course, Sean Hogan, where we talk about some really terrible horror movies that we just love to pieces.
1: I have to say, some of my favorite times hanging out with my friends growing up, and even now, is just getting together. Now that we're adults with some choice beverages to kind of cope with the pain. Because sometimes you pick a bad one, it just ends up being bad. And then you regret your decision. And other times it changes your life. Yeah. You know? And for the better. <laughs> and it brings you endless joy. Yeah. That was definitely most of my high school was spent watching trash horror movies <laughs> from all different time periods.
0: There is a fine line between so bad it's good and just plain bad. But when you find a really... Beautiful, so bad it's good horror movie. It's a truly memorable experience. And it's that kind of movie that you're just like, I need to show everyone I've ever met this movie. And that's the whole point of this podcast is I love talking horror movies. I bring on people who love talking about horror movies. And we get to share the wealth with all you guys listening at home.
1: And I have to say, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to be on the podcast finally because we've been talking about this mm. since you started the podcast. Yeah. But geographically, it hasn't made any sense. Luckily yeah. for work, yeah. I, had to, I wound up in New England and we are recording the podcast. From my fantastic hotel. Oh yeah, and uh, we won nothing.
0: So anyway, the movie that we are going to be talking about today. Well, actually, first, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. The first thing we do whenever we have a new guest on the show is a segment called first Blood," where we tell our guests. Because I literally remember this like two minutes ago. <laughs> <where> we <laughs> so bad it's good. Yeah, it's all it's a motif. Exactly. <laughs> we have we haven't recorded in a while here at the Professional Horror Podcast, and we I meet mean, me. I've
1: never recorded. A yeah,
0: podcast so, so you know things are a struggle. First Blood is where we get to know the people on the show with they tell us our favorite their favorite horror movie and their favorite subgenre of horror. I as always I'll just give you mine really quick. My favorite horror movie of all time is Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, 1984. And my favorite subgenre are slashers and creature features.
1: Well, I guess I'll start with my favorite subgenre of horror. Yeah. I guess my favorite subgenre is more of a thriller style mm-hmm. of horror movie. I'm not like big on monsters or like things that aren't real per se. The mm-hmm. things that really make my skin crawl, or that's kind of BS because yeah. you know I do like a good ghost movie every yeah. now and again. Ooh, ghosts <laughs> aren't real. <laughs> Says the guy who was on a, on a freaking TV show where he was hunting ghosts. Check out. Check out, check out
0: Stray than on sci-fi. I mean not anymore. No,
1: <laughs> oh, no, definitely not anymore. Josh Gates, the producer of the show, if you're listening to this, I feel bad for you because it seems like they tanked that show intentionally <laughs> by hiring me. No, I mean, <laughs> no. But in in all realism, they like put that show on in like this weird time slot, mm-hmm. and they kept changing it further and further back. And I'm I read up later that he was in a contract dispute mm-hmm. with Sci Fi, yeah. And I feel like they were just dicking with him, yeah. And they didn't want him to be successful. But more power to you. You're on the Travel Channel now, and, yeah. And Travel Channel bought your other show, Destination Truth. <sighs> Are they making new episodes? Uh, I don't know if they're making new episodes, but they're they're airing. At least yeah. the first season on Travel Channel, which is great.
0: Destination shoots great.
1: Um, he has another one right now, but you know, I, I'm digressing. Yeah, <laughs> like hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: bad it's good. <laughs> Favorite horror movie? <laughs>
1: Sorry, a little <laughs> subgenre. Subgenre. I d- definitely into thrillers. Uh, I used to really be into slashers when I was I was younger, mm-hmm. but you know, the, after after a while, you realize that there's only so many times you can see. Uh, a topless teenager get like yeah. some piercing device put into yeah. her body having, please don't take that the wrong way yeah. but it's, a, it's all metaphorical anyway yeah <laughs> they, haven't,
0: they haven't there hasn't been a good slasher I don't think in a few years especially no good supernatural slashers
1: okay, but I mean we're just we're kind of bored with those now but yeah, yeah thrillers definitely so like I, w- I would lump Silence of the Lambs in mm-hmm. there. we were talking a little earlier before the podcast about True Detective mm-hmm. like that style where it's like it's got elements of horror mm-hmm. but it's it's centered around you know just making you feel uncomfortable and there being like a mystery around it Mm -hmm. a good example i guess of what i'm talking about would be like the orphanage Mm -hmm. uh, from guillermo del toro i really love the orphanage how it just makes you so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. the entire time and yet there's not really a monster in it Mm -hmm. there's just this feeling of not depression that's not the right word Mm -hmm. but like a, a lurking sense of Scareiness. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, I'm, I'm explaining it really poorly. Yeah, is. <laughs> but the orphanage. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, I guess my favorite horror movie is Jaws. Yeah, I'd Jaws. Is, Jaws is a classic. I'd have to say Jaws is my favorite horror movie, even though it's like a, it, it invented the summer popcorn flick. It's just to me that's like one of the perfect movies. Like yeah. it makes sense that it took Spielberg so freaking long yeah. to finish that movie. Not only is it terrifying, yeah. it, it created the concept of not showing the monster or the the Keeping entity for a long in the time shadows. keeping it hidden in the shadows even if it was just by mistake so yeah I guess Jaws would be it Yeah,
0: Jaws is a classic it's one thing on my bucket list is definitely to have one of those screenings where they show Jaws while everyone's in tubes on the ocean That's, that no thank you good sir I no definitely want to get in on that
1: you know they probably hire some asshole to go around oh like, definitely tug on people's legs yeah definitely
0: that was first blood and now we're going to move on to our movie review for the week our first ever it's good to be bad movie the nineteenth. 19- 1987 cult classic, Rock and Roll Nightmare.
1: This movie is exactly what I was saying where, like, if you can get through the pain. hmm it's a life-changing experience.
0: Sean was actually the person who first showed me this movie back when we were in college and I remember the excitement Sean showed and he was like, you gotta see this movie and I was like, for the first hour I was like why? This is like a pretty you know, normal horror movie. I mean, yeah the effects are bad, there's some bad acting but like, what's so special about it? And then we're not gonna say it yet, but there's a moment and you gotta bear with us for the moment because the moment is fantastic.
1: Absolutely glorious. If you have not seen this movie, make sure you do so. We're gonna give you time to stop the podcast before Before we reveal the surprise ending. Yeah, it's got one of the best twists I've ever seen in a movie, and by bad we mean it's so bad that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: normally we go into spoilers here. We don't usually, you know, take this much time to go give you guys spoiler alerts, whatever. But this is a thing. The entire movie is on YouTube right now. If you just go on YouTube, type in "Rock and Roll Nightmare." It's like an hour and twenty-three minutes or so. Just Watch it. Don't spoil it for you just yet. I mean, don't don't let us spoil it for you. I mean, just go out and watch it and then come back for the rest of this episode because it's going to be a doozy.
1: The, the movie opens up with, I believe it's a generic family. Yes. There's a, a mom who is preparing a meal.
0: Yeah, some kind of like food in the oven, I think, mm-hmm. like some kind of roast or something. And
1: the husband's like reading at a table and there's like a little boy yeah. who's upstairs who the mom keeps calling. And then of course there's the obligatory creature vision yeah, where the, I don't understand I didn't understand like what the threat was supposed to be. Yeah. We didn't know if it was supposed to be like a dog or whatnot because it's so low to the ground.
0: Yeah. There's so much in this movie that is very much that kind of like, what are we supposed to be scared by right now? Right. Like, what is it?
1: And the music definitely didn't match like what was going on in the scene i will have to say that the movie does not touch on this family ever again until it's well ever again is not factual but like until the very end of the movie it will remind you that there was a family that you saw oh by the way
0: we didn't forget about you guys even though they totally did for about an hour so
1: the wife i think gets killed or something, something happens where the woman screams and it yeah. cuts to black yeah and then it opens up on a van yep
0: and in this van is the beefiest well, actually the, the whole family gets killed by like some vague refrigerator like monster or something right isn't it like yeah uh, i
1: can't remember if it's the 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 reprise of that at the yeah. end where there's like a body in the oven or yeah if that's the
0: beginning portion of yeah, it there's it literally is just like Oh, guess what? They're dead. Later, and then the title rolls, which is not Rock and Roll Nightmare.
1: No, the title is whatever the initial Canadian
0: uh, title was. The Edge of Hell, which is spoilerish.
1: Spoilerish a little bit, but at the same time,
0: like, is it it's really very ge- It's very, it's also very generic. So
1: there is a rule mm-hmm. in filmmaking where you get into a scene quickly and get out yep. just as quickly. There is a solid four minutes <laughs> of The Beefiest Man Cake Man. <laughs> That you've ever seen. His name is John Mickle Thor. We with did not the, invent that yeah, name.
0: With the 80s of 80s hair.
1: Oh, yeah. And he's uh, clearly taking steroids. He's one of those guys who probably consumed like 20 raw eggs every morning.
0: Actually, I did some light Googling on the subject. He's the first Canadian to ever win Mr. Canada and Mr. USA bodybuilding competitions.
1: Damn. So just, just so you know, that's how beefy mansticky this guy is. Yeah. Okay four minutes of him by himself in a van, rocking out to some uh, some of his own music. Because <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's his band, right? Tr- I think it is. What was the band's name?
0: Uh, the band in the movie is Triton, but he himself is the frontman of a band called Thor, after his own last name. Okay. So technically he could have been jamming out to a legitimate Thor song being like, yeah, my band's so cool and my voice is so great.
1: So four minutes <laughs> of that guy arriving at the house. Turns out that it- the house from the beginning of the movie for a moment he sits in the van and looks in the rearview mirror as if pensively thinking about something and then the empty van which you have seen before all of a sudden is like a clown car and several individuals get out and it turns out it was a van full of his band called Triton Yep. And they arrive, you learn at this house because this house had a family that was murdered in it. You learn this from the obligatory janitor character who's yeah. there. He's like, "You know people were murdered here." Yeah. There.
0: The 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 harbinger character, he was one of the worst. He's not scary, he's not creepy. He's just like, "Yep, yeah, uh, people they just they died, all right?" Cuz he's Canadian. That's a the thing. Oh, yeah. They're, They're in Canada. Collect. He's like,
1: so. "I'm sorry to tell you." <laughs> story about it but all these people died here yeah
0: it's a it's a canadian harbinger it's not nearly as scary yeah.
1: they're there in canada to take a a vacation like a yeah. sabbatical yeah. to record like a retreat to yeah. record an album
0: and they turned the barn into a 24 track recording studio which i don't know the logistics of that that doesn't sound too plausible but
1: and when you see it also like it's like there's like a bar theme going on in yeah there, and there's like a stage not a sound stage no like sound soundproofing. anything Anyway, no. I bet you an album recorded there would sound like garbage. They go into the house and they divvy up there's some stupid relationship plot lines.
0: There's a man with a very, very, very fake Australian accent. His name is Sticks. His name is Sticks. He's the drummer, because he, you know, you know, he uses drumsticks, cleverness. And he I don't know, he has like a girlfriend or something that's not his wife, and he also has sex poorly, and that's basically his story. <laughs> there's a newlywed couple. There's two other people who are in the band, and they're just kinda like flirty, like, oh maybe. Maybe we'll hook up sometime
1: yeah there's the unrequited love story that happens there where both people are too shy to kind of make the first move. yeah and john mickle thor's character is there with his wife who yeah. is one of the women the woman who's like part of the unrequited love couple she's like the keyboardist yeah for the band and the other two women are groupies
0: so they're just like wife slash girlfriend of band members that's why i think it's so funny like happened to the movie like some groupies show up and they're like yeah we're gonna meet the band and i'm like this this whole 80s rock band is already taken well,
1: yeah well i want i want to talk more about that a little bit later yeah when we get there, there. but it's just so funny to me because that scene is definitely confusing to me yeah but they have a manager mm-hmm. who is like a cliche like jewish yeah. manager type character
0: he's like i figured it all out don't worry guys
1: <laughs> yeah. uh there's some slapsticky kind of moments right there at the very beginning yeah. and then uh there's a whole lot of nothing that happens yeah a lot of generic storytelling between them apparently john Micklethor's thor's character all he wants to do is write and make music yeah Uh, he turns down his wife for sex multiple times
0: yeah Sean you and I are both screenwriters we've both gone to school for screenwriting you know they always tell you your protagonist should have some flaw at the beginning of the movie that is kind of the driving force of the whole movie I think it's so like John Michael Thor is the protagonist but he's just this like flawless like super nice 80s rock star who's just like who's built you know as like a bodybuilder and he's just like gosh darn it you know we came here here to be productive and be good, and these people are all leaving consternate. Like he won't swear, you know, he doesn't do anything bad the whole time. It's just so strange to me.
1: It's very bizarre, but I will say he has some of the best outfits. Yeah, like he comes out in like this little David Lee Roth number yeah. like with like bedazzled jacket, <laughs> like a split tail coat, yeah. and that's all he's wearing yeah. besides tights. And I'm just like, dude, you're recording the yeah. album, no one can see exactly.
0: You. They dressed up for a music video just to record. Songs mm-hmm. and like he's such a polite, nice character throughout the entire movie that to see him in like this, you know, crazy rock outfit, you're like, I, I, you, you don't buy it pretty yeah. much.
1: I guess it's just Canadian rock, you yeah. Know? And even when his like band members are like, we recorded that one song, we want to take a break, he's like, oh gee, yeah. I mean, I know we came out here to record an album, yeah, but uh, I guess you guys can go take your make out session, yeah. So I guess we should just jump to when people are, are getting killed. The first person person to go is the the manager oh wait oh man we're skipping over something so while they're recording <laughs> that the music yeah while they're recording the music these weird puppets yeah. show up <laughs> they're supposed to be little monsters and i guess the implication is that that those little monsters yeah. what like, killed the family earlier yeah But they look like rejected troll dolls. They do.
0: They don't look scary or intimidating at all. I mean, I'm glad they use practical effects in this movie and they do a lot. But it's just like, are we supposed to be scared of these little guys? They're just making funny, ridiculous noises.
1: Right. This troll doll shows up and the manager is drinking Coca-Cola and it vomits what appears to be semen. Yeah. Into his his Coca-Cola. Yeah. And he drinks it and then nothing happens to him. No, that not a is thing. he doesn't even wince, nothing. Yeah. He just takes a drink of the soda and moves on. Yeah. While S- the
0: while the band records their first song, which is We Like to Rock, I believe.
1: Uh, we Like to Rock. And the soundtrack actually isn't that terrible. It's not bad. It's not bad. just generic eighties. hair hair yeah
0: hair rock it's not the entire soundtrack is available on amazon i believe to buy and it's and you can go on like allmusic.org whatever and listen to you know uh samples of all the songs they're passable metal songs i think
1: and uh they record that and sticks breaks his drumsticks
0: yeah on the last note and he literally he literally breaks it by like holding the symbol and then just like tapping it which is like probably because it was a gimmick to a a
1: neatly sawn down the middle yeah so he literally had to
0: be like i broke it and they're like Mm. oh Oh, stinks.
1: Yeah, and that's the other thing. There's there's all like, because they have no real character development, yeah. they throw in all these like elements where in exposition people talk about how much they know each other, which yeah. is like the biggest writing sin, in yeah. my opinion.
0: Well, you didn't say I broke it. It's like, oh, I broke it. Yeah, you know? oh, I broke it. <laughs>
1: manager goes to go get a box of drumsticks that he apparently had brought in from the van. And, yeah, he and he put it in like them. the basement. I don't even know if it's a basement. It's like a back
0: room of the barn, but yeah. he goes
1: back there. That's how bad this movie is you yeah. don't really know where things are. He goes back there, and sticks girlfriend shows yeah. up and pulls her top off yeah. and is like, Oh, I want you to like to like you know touch my boobies or yeah. whatever. And he's just like, But you're with Sticks, yeah bro. oh well, I can't help myself. Yeah. I'm the skeezy manager character, yeah. and he ends up getting his neck bit out yeah. by like Doesn't the, she like she turned turn her face yes. turns into like a shark face, and that was actually a pretty cool effect. But yeah. it's like, what does this have to do with little puppet people? <laughs> It came out of completely left field, and it turns out that wasn't even her. You know, like, she, it's like a doppelganger type situation.
0: This movie introduces the idea of these, maybe these puppet people, or maybe just whoever is actually, you know, the ringleader can change forms into other people. Right. I mean granted that's a very this is a very cliche I think I'm about to introduce but there's never a who's the real one there's never a meeting of the two there's never someone who questions if it's the same person or whatever it's just like occasionally you have to kind of in tune oh wait that was someone impersonating someone.
1: Right. Because yeah, yeah, the rest like, of the movie
0: get... we see that girlfriend you know for mm-hmm. the next like however long she's around So and they you get... see her you're like okay she's st- she's not a demon thing.
1: Right. So they get they look around they get nervous They're the manager is missing because he never came back with the drumsticks.
0: And the van is also gone.
1: John Mikkel thor's yeah. character seems to be the only person who is concerned. Everybody yeah. else is like, well, the van turned up missing, so he's yeah. probably just in town getting drunk or whatever. Yeah, I
0: was like, what kind of manager is like, I'm going to go get drumsticks. Like, I'm driving to town and drinking.
1: Right. All the other characters kind of freak out that the van's gone only because they're bored there. The night ends. But, but this is where the groupies show up, I yeah,
0: believe. Yeah, because right, b- right before that, then they all retreat to have their, you know, to have sex in their own rooms respectively.
1: Oh yeah. There's, oh my God. (laughs) The sex scenes are the most awkward scenes in the movie. I I, I can't, I don't remember the movie well enough to go scene by scene. So we'll we'll, we'll just talk. I rewatched,
0: I rewatched it last night. There's a scene where Sticks lasts like a minute and he's like best in the world. (laughs) And then he leaves. And then like in the other room, like the married couple, like, huh, looks like Sticks is, you know, doing stuff. Ha ha. Let's have sex now. Mm,
1: Yeah okay that's true. yeah and then the two unrequited lovers the girl becomes the forward like yeah. sexual aggressor I yeah say. but they <laughs>
0: they don't do it yet which they, they have you, a moment yeah they,
1: they start talking about like why they love rock music so much and then the dude falls asleep <laughs> on her which you know i mean you should probably see a doctor about your narcolepsy yeah. like, or whatever like but.
0: they're just like yeah i love rock yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> But I guess like, the um, idea is
1: the time was supposed to have progressed. And John Micklefraer's wife, all she wants to do is take him to the bone zone. Yeah, and he's, but just he's like. But he's like, I gotta write these new songs, yeah. girl. <laughs> it's like, my music is my life.
0: Yeah, it's not even like, oh, honey, later. He's literally just like, hmm, that's nice, honey. do 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 uh-huh. writing songs. <laughs> and
1: just ignores her. It's uh, so while funny. While everybody else is boning. But Sticks leaves to go use the
0: bathroom. Yeah.
1: He's looking at himself in the mirror. What's the line he says is hysterical? He's like, what a lucky girl. Yeah. He's <laughs> <is. laughs> you know what a lucky girl she is after he like he was two pump chump in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. But then from behind him some woman who isn't an impersonation of anybody, no. come beckons him over with her finger. And he's just like, "All right." And he's like, oh, stranger in the house, I'll take her to the two-second bone zone as well. (laughs) Yeah. And then her hand turns into a monster hand? Yeah. And And then,
0: yeah, they're about to, like, reach out and, like, touch hands or whatever, and her hand becomes demon hand. A green demon hand. Yeah, and then I think her whole body becomes a male demon body.
1: Who's, for some reason, wearing a suit.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, oh, no! And then we cut away.
1: And we cut away. We never see any actual deaths. No. uh, Except for maybe the manager. You see him get bit a little bit. There's no, like, real reaction action and yeah getting hit. then you see sticks go back to the bedroom yeah and apparently this demon version of sticks
0: yeah is 10 times better at having sex than australian awful sticks
1: and then it cuts to the the married couple after they had sex reacting going, well wow,
0: sticks must have really had a good
1: night yeah. tonight. <laughs> it's like, everybody in this band knows that he's a premature ejaculator <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird like they're all like having sex in like separate rooms through like thin walls and they're just like huh that's isn't that fun let's joke about that before we have round two of sex yes
1: this is what i was talking about by them having these weird stories they talked about the manager being missing because he still hadn't come back and john Thor says to his his wife man i'm really concerned that he hasn't come back yet mm-hmm. and she says oh he probably just got lost do you remember the time he got lost in the vatican and ended up in the pope's Private chambers, and they both giggle about it. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) At what point did this Canadian rock band Tour go the to the Vatican. Vatican and somehow end up in a bathroom and it, it, it's not even an interesting story no. nor would I figure it would be so funny yeah. for them to laugh about it that way Jesus. it doesn't give me more of his character development no. it doesn't develop it's, their character it's, it's just, just like one we, of those isn't yeah. it great that we know each
0: other yeah it's one of those like ha, we, we've had some misadventures together because we're so close <laughs> yeah
1: it is very bizarre
0: the next day comes Comes around, Is the groupies it, the first night or second night? I oh, don't it's remember. It's after everybody goes to bed. Yeah, everybody, so, like, goes, to
1: everybody bed. goes to bed at this point. So it's that night. A sedan full of groupies who yeah. apparently are part of the Triton fan club they established in, yeah, in this the Canadian local
0: city. Yeah.
1: Triton fan club. They show up and the manager opens the door. Yeah. Woo! We like, know wait, it's not really what? the manager. Yeah, because
0: the manager's dead. So
1: they ask if they can see Triton even though they know it's really late. And by the way, I want to point out mm-hmm. they're supposed to be teenagers. Yeah. The, f- the girl who's in charge of the Triton fan club. Yeah. Passable. Yeah. There is straight up like a 45 year old woman <laughs> standing behind yeah. her. Like it was clearly like it could have been that character's mom. But they were all supposed to be teens. Yeah. I don't know if that's how teenagers are in Canada. And they just got, <laughs> you know, like some serious seasonal miles yeah. on them.
0: But probably they just were like, we need four people to be extras in this movie. Can but, you just yeah. show up?
1: That that face was a highway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so he invites them in and he says, all right, ladies, go ahead and take off your time. And they get skeeved out. It's yeah. like you, you're a bunch of teenagers who showed up to see a rock band. What did you expect to happen for one? But he violently then shoves them towards the basement of the house. Once again, we have these people disappear off screen. And no, we can assume that they died. No,
0: they uh, they left. They just like, skeeved out and they left. And then you see the demon hand on the door, right? No, I
1: think, I'm think i pretty sure he shuts the door on them.
0: I thought they left because they're like, ew, this is a creepy guy. They are guy. like, ew, it's creepy.
1: But yeah. he like pushes them into the house and yeah. closes. Is the door.
0: It makes no sense. It's like it's just adding characters in a movie that didn't establish characters. Yeah, body counts. To begin with. Yeah, and then but it's not though. We don't even know what happened to them. Yeah, we
1: don't know. They could be perfectly fine. Sipping on Coca-Cola. They could be like,
0: where's the band? I thought they were gonna show up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready
1: for that sex thing he talked about. (laughs) So what happened to them? Alright, so after that, it's the next day, they try to record again. They play actually a really good song called Energy. Energy. which I would put on my iTunes. Yeah, that's a know? decent song. It has a pretty good guitar riff, but yeah. then once that's over, they take another break. Because yeah, that's like the the pattern that this writer yeah. came up with. Okay, we, we need record to do a song. Some songs. The band needs to take a break. Yeah. People need to
0: die. And like Sticks did, like really good in the song. And they're like, Sticks did a good job. But he's like, Yeah, no problem. Okay. No accent anymore. He has
1: no accent anymore. He's no longer Australian.
0: He's now American Canadian, vaguely,
1: vaguely with a deeper voice.
0: No one bothers to ask him why he's no longer. Or Australian.
1: Nope. And he he invites his girlfriend to go out to some lake, even though it's like super cold out. She's like, Oh, you want to do it out here? You're so naughty. And she yeah. says, I'm ready, and she pulls her t- her yeah. breasts out again, yeah. because you know, that's what she was hired for in yeah. this movie, is just to be the breast girl. Yeah. Um and she does. And she he does turns job. around and unbuttons his shirt and says, So am I <laughs> and all of a sudden a gigantic demon hand comes out of his body. Yeah. And she's screaming, but like apparently
0: she wasn't a good screamer, so they loop her shirt. Scream. Yeah twice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a stock music scream. Over Aye. and over yeah. Ah. Like, if you guys have seen any of, like, the terrible, like, stock music screams, just imagine that four or five times in a row. That's what her scream is. And I'm like, what are supposed to be scared of in this movie? From her perspective, oh, yes, your boyfriend just had a demon hand pop out of his chest, but he's, like, five feet in front of her, crouching down, because they need to do, like, the chest effect of so a hand reaching through, so we need to give the guy space to put his hand through. So he's crouching on the ground with a, with a demon hand through his chest, and she doesn't move or run or anything or do anything of the 10 million things that could have saved her life in that situation she just stands and screams until the demon hand grabs her boob and that's the end of it right and
1: then cut back to the house where they've made food and now the girls are cleaning up the food
0: think so that
1: very couple who is yeah. john micklethor and the yeah. other person john micklethor is taking a shower and yeah his wife joins him they have a sex scene which is the most awkward sex scene it's it looks like these two people don't know how to kiss yep they're not gonna have sex there's actually a moment in that scene where he grabs her hips and kind of mildly thrusts at her, yeah and you see that this poor actress actively laughs at how bad <laughs> at pretending to have sex he is <laughs> And kind of like coaches him into how to like grab her boob and like make out with her. Yeah,
0: it's so awkward. It's not sexy. It's just like, oh God. I honestly
1: wondered if that's how Canadians make love. Maybe. It's it's
0: one of those things where it's like there's so many sex scenes that are in this movie and they're.
1: And they're jumbled together because immediately they cut away from that sex scene that's happening in the shower to the unrequited lovers getting busy.
0: And they're basically like in love, like hopelessly head over heels for the rest of the movie. They're like. I can't believe we waited so long to hook up finally. This is the best thing. Yay.
1: I don't remember the the exact series of events because like I said, this is the painful part of the movie to get through. It's so painful to get through these scenes (laughs) because there's so much non-character development character development where I couldn't care less about these people and what they're doing. Let's just hurry up and get through the body cast. So at
0: this point, at this point, the manager's dead. Sticks and his girlfriend are dead.
1: Sticks is dead.
0: So we have... The the, groupies are dead. We have... The groupies are dead. Married
1: couple get killed in the kitchen one after the other.
0: Yeah, like I think like one goes to like, you know, get a sandwich or something. Well you just see
1: him get pulled away by that green demon hand from the yeah. guy that was, Wasn't was it like into the suspense. fridge or
0: something? Or someone gets Behind the fridge. fridge. Yeah.
1: Behind the fridge. And then the girlfriend gets grabbed while she's doing dishes or the wife gets grabbed while she's doing dishes. Yeah. Then the unrequited lovers who have now quieted. 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 Quieted their love. The woman spots a little boy who is the little boy from the beginning? Yeah. I guess. I, th- I think it is. Even and apparently it looks, he's wearing like a suit now for yeah. some reason. Yeah. And apparently
0: he's also the director's son. So that's a little that's a weird no. little thing. Never. Yep.
1: So they, they follow this kid and he goes into the same room where the manager gets killed same back room. And, and they, they
0: treat the kid like he's almost like a dog they're trying to corner. They're like
1: are you lost, little yeah. boy? Yeah. But they're like hey buddy yeah and, they're like, really hurts you? and they're
0: like cornering him mm-hmm. somewhere so they can like catch him
1: and he turns around and he's got I guess I mean the, the Wikipedia says werewolf boy <laughs> yeah
0: calls it him, calls him a wolf boy what he, he looks really like looks like, man, like what he looks like is the doctor from that one Twilight Zone episode.
1: Yes, with like the yeah, first the kind of thing. Yeah, or,
0: where like the, uh, oh, she's not beautiful but she really she's like a dime piece and everyone else The guy like pigs. who, uh,
1: Or like the guy in Star Wars yeah. who was uh, Lando's
0: Second yeah, the man, yeah, that the, uh, the uh, Millennium Falcon from Eternal <laughs> yeah. Jedi*. Yeah, he looks like that. He just has like a little like double layer face going mm-hmm. on thing. And
1: he just kind of reaches at them, and once again, you see nothing. Nothing. You see nothing happen. They're
0: just like this one little kid with with a slightly messed up face, just killed these this quieted love couple.
1: Eventually, John Micklethor is—I I forget how his wife dies. It's not
0: important. It's literally like I, I'm she pretty gets sure grabbed
1: or something while she's listening to yeah, music. Yeah, like I
0: think I think for like the fifth time she's like hey you know want to hook up again and he's like i gotta write this love song and she's like oh you probably won't have any trouble after that shower time yeah and then she like walks out of the room and she's killed i yeah. think she might get pulled in the- someone gets pulled in the fridge this goddamn movie <laughs> i think.
1: It's the end. I, think it's- <laughs> I don't know if that really happens it could have happened this movie doesn't make does. any sense but so now we're getting to the end so okay. he's he's off writing his love song yes and we can talk about this part the puppets show up again again yes and And this time there's like one that looks a little like a dragon and he in this weird bizarre slapsticky kind of scene that becomes comical is like Oh, I dropped my pencil. I got to bend down. And oh, the thing tried to leap at me and it flies across the room and hits its head.
0: And there's another moment too where it's like, why are we scared of this? Where he's drinking a Coca-Cola classic, Mm -hmm. a can of it, which he turns the label towards the camera as if they're getting some of that sweet Coke money for this, (laughs) which I doubt they were. And he takes a sip and when he puts it down, he puts it on one of the puppet's Hands. hands and the puppet is just like screaming like, meh. Like, you can't get his hand free from the you know weight of the coke can on his hand.
1: Yeah, so again, why are we scared? And also like they weren't anywhere else in the other the rest no. of the movie. These other people who died yeah. were clearly killed were... by some shapeshifting yeah, thing. Yeah, they're
0: killed by their by doppelgangers of people.
1: So this is where this is where the movie gets really weird.
0: So <laughs> this is the point of no return, guys. If you have stayed with us this movie this far and have been like, "Wow, this movie sounds really bad." It just sounds like This movie's like, so
1: bad, you're it's making the pod cast back <laughs> yeah
0: you're just if you're sitting here being like why should i watch this movie it sounds like just people walking around and vaguely getting killed off screen this is dumb go watch the movie on youtube right now because after this spoiler you will not be able to fathom the beauty of the rest of this movie so
1: okay let's have like a moment's
0: pause just, of dead
1: yep. silence yep. and uh during this silent period you may go
0: and watch the film yep wasn't it nuts
1: <laughs> did it or did it not blow your fucking mind <laughs> so what we're about to talk about his wife now wearing a different ensemble yeah from when she got nabbed or put in a yeah. fridge i
0: remember there's some monster in a fridge i watched yeah, it last maybe, night maybe yeah. i
1: think, think you're right that the lady at the very beginning got yeah nabbed by something in the, fridge. in the fridge yeah his wife starts saying to him well this is it there's no one else and yeah. he's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah. Everybody's fine."
0: And she's like, "Well, the van's gone." And, he's and like, she's
1: like, "No, I killed all your friends." He's like, "No, they're fine." She's like, "Aren't you listening to me? The van is gone." He's like, "No, it's right, yeah, it's right out front." And she starts looking really confused, and she goes, "Haven't you been listening to every anything that I said? All of your friends are dead, and you're going to die too." Yeah. And he goes, "I don't think so, old scratch." Yeah. And all of <laughs> a sudden, he's like this badass who knows what's going on the entire time. Yeah. And She gets confused, and he's like, "See, those were all just invention, like characters from horror movies that I watched at the cinema. Like, I invented them to trap you, to draw you out. So why don't you reveal yourself, Scratch? Or would you prefer I
0: call you Beelzebub? Yeah, because he calls Satan. (laughs) What I love too is he calls him Bub, like Wolverine, and then it turns out he was calling him Bub as shorthand for Beelzebub." Uh
1: And then the girlfriend disappears in this gigantic E.T. Puppet, puppet of what I guess is supposed to be Satan.
0: Yeah. And he's like, don't you recognize me? I'm Satan. Yeah.
1: He shows up. And it's terrible. But John Micklethor explains to him that every single character you saw die, mm-hmm. including... Well, you didn't see die. Yeah. Including the character, the characters of of the groupies who showed up. Yeah. Were fabrications that he created. And then John Micklethor gets all badass and he looks down at the ground and he looks up again and he goes, I am the intercessor. <laughs> and, now... and there's flashing lights. And he is now wearing a studded... A studded...
0: Bikini bottom, <laughs> like speedo. Yes, he's he's wearing a metal thong, <laughs> knee high boots, spikes. A cape.
1: like a cape. Got, his hair's all frizzed out. He's now. got he's There's got so much he's got
0: so much guy shadow. In his, in his
1: <laughs> boots with studs on them. Yeah, he he looks like a big gay bondage <laughs> rock star, and he it's glorious. is. He is now showing down with the devil. It is now yes. a battle between a gay bondage guy who is claiming to be an angel yes. and Satan.
0: Yeah, it turns out the name the band is called Triton because that's the name of the archangel that the intercessor oh, John Micklethor is. His name is Triton. <laughs> and he like does all these poses while they do the standoff. Like he's oh going, man, he's, he's, he's doing to all his bodybuilding yeah.
1: poses and flexing his muscles. He's covered in baby oil now all of a sudden. Yeah, like
0: I said, just imagine this man with the 80s hair, some blue eyeshadow, a cape, a metal-studded thong, and knee-high boots, and he's like Nothing doing that
1: else. thing that like horses do, where they like prance sideways. Like yeah, when he's like walking around the angel. He's like yeah. flexing his so quad like, ooh, muscles ooh. and like standing on tiptoe, like while the devil and him are circling. Yeah, and then he proceeds to have the best worst fight scene yes. ever.
0: Like the devil with starts throwing like throws Plato starfish Plato at
1: Plato. <laughs> Starfish, ninja shurikens—that yeah. are alive—and he dodges them while there's yeah. this badass '80s rock music yeah, it's, playing. It's but called like, like, we
0: got the power. And so
1: it's, it's in slow motion, and they're yeah. whizzing past his head, and you're supposed to feel intense. And one of them gets him, and gets him right in the nipple. Yeah, and right? he
0: like—it starts like grabbing him. And he starts like pulling it off, and he like squeezes the life out of it till the head and pops. chucks
1: it away. and like, like and then he—he he and this puppeteer. because yes. Let's be real. It's just a puppet. It a puppeteer. Or, or several puppeteers. Yeah. Now lock in battle. Yeah. You know, and at one, it's, it's like that scene in wrestling whenever like one yeah, guy yeah. is like trying to overpower the other and he, he brings John Micklethord, the intercessor yeah. down to his knees. Oh, no. His little, his little gay studded knees. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I don't mean that derogatorily, yeah. but I mean, like, you're not going to find that in a heterosexual magazine. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And the devil's telling him he can't win or whatever, but then, of course, just like with wrestling, he gets, yeah. he gets all hulked up he gets like Hulk Hogan. And he just, like, he powers, out. And he powers out. and then it's just them circling around each yeah. other, holding each yeah. other, and then all of a sudden, the devil goes, all right, all right, I quit, I you, yeah. but I'll get you next time, gadget, or whatever, yeah. and he disappears. <laughs> and then here's the most bizarre part of all of it. Yeah. The next scene is just John Mikkel Thor in regular clothes and he goes up to three gravestones which we've never seen anywhere else before and it has a family name on it that we're forced to guess is the family family from 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 the the beginning beginning. and he says it's alright you can rest now
0: so this archangel decided to avenge three people killed by the devil by establishing this whole thing ten years after the fact it is said several times that the murder at the beginning of the movie happened ten years ago and the rest of this. This movie was an archangels plot
1: and also meanwhile they also established that Alice Cooper and a whole bunch of other people had recorded there and there was never an issue so how is it that this guy drew the devil out just by having a bunch of shitty characters yeah, like cardboard cutouts so after the credits start to roll or no right before the credits start to roll it cuts to a suburban neighborhood and you just hear a woman saying something like oh, honey dinner's yeah. almost ready and then you just hear a scream and it cuts to credits with rock music playing yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing with this movie. Here, here's what gets me. Yeah. All the shitty things that we talked about. Yes. About All how the
0: dropping accents, the all dropping the not-character accents, development.
1: The not-character development. And you never see any of them die. The, You're wondering why some of the people are there, why they're making the decision. The scene in the very beginning of the movie where he is driving... Mm-hmm. by himself himself, and then all of a sudden it turns into a clown car because of this ending
0: it all makes sense
1: all of a sudden it makes makes sense sense. this shitty movie that you were watching is actually a brilliant piece of art (laughs) that just was (laughs) was was painstakingly crafted exactly to to make you think it was a shitty movie until the end
0: it was setting you up for this amazing ending exactly and I've it all makes sense (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, if you have no money to make a movie, this movie was made for hundred $100,000 and it was filmed in seven days. So it's like, if we don't have money or time or talent, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? We make a terrible, terrible, terrible movie, but then explain it in another terrible way.
1: Yes! but it was so it works it's like so it's weird. the it's like okay I'm an 80's rock star angel I don't know anything about screenwriting or character development yeah so okay the shitty characters are explained yeah the random disappearances that nobody seems to care about and the fact that there was nobody in the van all of a sudden makes sense makes
0: sense it's yeah why does no one notice the guy is not Australian anymore because who cares because he wasn't a real cares? person and
1: neither were they <laughs> neither so, were um, they they don't
0: have they don't have a sense of
1: curiosity no. they're fictional
0: characters they characters he just pulled up and there's another scene too in in that standoff between Triton and Beelzebub that I just love he's explaining that they're from horror movies and the devil's like I thought I recognized that one and he's like yes that was from the one with the guy with the hockey mask oh yeah
1: they make a reference to Jason Voorhees yeah was that actor actually in one of the
0: I don't know. I don't think so. But what I love too about that is that means that the devil knows about horror movies. He goes and watches. <laughs> and them watches
1: them. Well, he should have been proud of this one because this film is great. At the very end, becomes the most brilliant movie I've yeah. ever seen because that shitty, bizarre ending explained away all the other mistakes yes. of the
0: movie. It's one of those things where it's like, I've seen a lot of twist endings in, in my lifetime. And good twist endings are like, oh, that explains a lot of problems. But almost every twist ending comes with its own set of things where you're like, wait a minute, now this doesn't make sense anymore.
1: Now this other thing I was forced to believe is untrue.
0: Right. But this one is like the most like contained plot twist I've ever seen. Where it's like, you go into the ending with this list of 25 problems with the movie. And this twist ending says, hey, those 25 problems didn't happen. They were on purpose.
1: I I watched this movie for the first time with my friend Brandon. We almost gave up on it a few times. And in the end, we were both so so blown away by the ending. Our jaws were on the floor. Yeah. And we were just staring at the TV and then back at each other and then back at the TV. It was so funny and so shocking to us, we couldn't even laugh. Yeah. And then we watched the ending a second (laughs) time and we're crying with laughter.
0: Yeah. That was the same reaction that I had when you showed it to me. I was like, why are you that excited about this movie? It's kind of boring right now. I mean, yeah, it's funny, you know, seeing Thor, the 80s rock star bodybuilder, being the most polite Canadian of all time. Then I'm like, this is just like a boring kind of... Run of the mill movie. Then all of a sudden, hey, guess what? Angel versus the devil. Go to the strains of Thor's own rock band. Though that's the thing too; those songs are real.
1: They're real. He wrote them, <laughs> and some this, of them
0: are okay. <laughs> yeah, this angel, like, there's literally a scene. Like, you want to talk about like ego? John Michael Thor wrote a scene himself because he's the writer of this movie too, I believe, where he fights the devil in a metal thong to the strains of his own song.
1: It's a, a legend. <laughs> (laughs)
0: that's that's beautiful man
1: Now there is a sequel to this movie but I don't want to watch it because apparently he just shows up and he's like an old
0: man yeah it's gonna (laughs) it's probably gonna tarnish the brilliance it's called like Intercessor another Rock and Roll Nightmare I think where it's like the magic of this movie is not knowing what happens in this movie I can't imagine a sequel doing something equally you know mind blowing so
1: that was uh, that was Rock and Roll Nightmare Nightmare. it has to be one of my favorite bad horror movies of all time yeah it's
0: one of my favorite probably movie watching experiences just because of how bored i was to how mind blowingly amazed i was in like a span of five minutes the first hour and like ten minutes of the movie is like your run of the mill, cheap eighties horror movie that's kinda of fun, has its, you know, has its redeeming qualities, whatever, it's funny. Then all of a sudden those last ten minutes in, you're just blown away. Well you know
1: how Shakespeare always puts in like comedic moments yeah. so that those those depressing and sad things get yeah. you that much harder? It was like this movie threw a bunch of shit yeah. into your face and mouth. Yeah. And then it was just like here's the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. <laughs> It's it so made true. It, it made it so much better. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on the
0: podcast. No Chris. Problem, I'm sorry son. you
1: probably got to edit the shit out of this.
0: Yeah, well, you know that's that's how it always goes. But you know, this is this is our so bad it's good horror podcast. Maybe I can just leave it all in, and everyone will appreciate the irony. Anyway, guys, we will see you next week. I don't know. We're so gonna do. All right, guys. Next week, Sean will be back on the show. We're going to have our list of the best, worst horror movies. Some uh, some spoilers, I guess, for the future of the It's Good to Be Bad series on the Professional Horror Podcast. You don't want to miss our picks for this uh, next... You don't want to miss... <laughs> Shut up, Sean. <laughs> you don't want to miss our picks, so tune in next week. We'll and, see you then. I'm
1: sorry if you didn't like me on the show because <laughs> I'm coming back.
0: <laughs> we'll see you guys later.